This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite Quick Bite. Thanks to Harlan Hogan's VoiceOver Essentials, the home of the Porterbooth Pro and Rode Microphones. Speaking of which microphones, that is, um, we had a question sent to us on our Facebook, yeah. which I think came from Pakistan from memory. Is that it right? It did, from Robert? Hassan Ashad. And hopefully I'm pronouncing that correct, but uh, that's what it looks like to me. Uh, Hassan is a video editor and has been recording his guide tracks on his laptop microphone and delivering them to the client and has got a bit sick of that. So he doesn't obviously doesn't want to spend a fortune, but he was looking for a reasonable microphone around the $100 US mark. He's got an H6, which he's going to use as his interface. So, well, I I sort of uh, suggested to him that the MXL 770 might not be a bad deal. I found those on Amazon for around 80 odd dollars US, but it made me think, what would everybody else on the panel suggest? Yeah, I'd like to go a totally different direction and recommend a headset mic. Okay. Um, My reasoning for it being... Headset mics classically don't have the fidelity of a nice, you know, large diaphragm condenser, but they're certainly quite getting, they're quite good. And and for his needs, you know, again, fidelity isn't the number one thing, but I think what would be important for him, if I was him, is I would love a mic that's just easy. Like I put it on and it's in the same spot every time. I can move around, I can relax, I can change, you know, I can just not be so cognizant of working a you know a mic and and i would think that would be nice and and also just um it's more forgive because the mic is so close in proximity it's way more forgiving to the room acoustics and echo and all that kind of stuff so uh, i would go that route and you're probably wondering what mic would i recommend yeah i am and I'm and I'm looking. <laughs> I'm literally googling, scrambling. You know, these there's tons of headset mics available, but most of them, the vast majority, have either a connector for a body pack for wireless, you know, for doing fitness club stuff or live performance stuff, that kind of things. That's where they're common. But headset mics with an XLR connection to a recorder are far less common. So. I'm looking around, actually. I don't have one that's like a go-to, but I, I know Rode makes a headset mic and then they have like a little XLR adapter. It may not be 100, though. I, I, I'm looking, but that I wanted to kind of throw that out there just a totally different direction. It'd be interesting if there was a headset mic that was USB. Well, that is more common. Um, and I'm thinking of like mics that are used for, you know, tr- traditionally used for phone conferencing. Yeah, yeah. And or Skyping and stuff. And um, arguably, you know, a lot of them are not the best quality, but there are some headset mics out there and you know, a little bit of a little bit of researching on the on the forums or the, the web about mic quality um, is helpful. But a USB mic headset would be a pretty practical way to go. Again, he's using his his recorder um, that he'd like to use. So that would really make that not work. But there are certainly USB headsets that would be certainly usable for that case. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, MXL, of course, is known for those affordable, mm. good-sounding mics. Sure, I sure must do um, one of those. You would think you know, so. Headsets. They do, yes, yeah, sure. They have, a, they have a inexpensive dynamic headset, dynamic mic. 
yep. uh, headset. We used to use them in fitness clubs because they would destroy them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it didn't matter so much that they would get destroyed because they were not that expensive. Yep. I'm really trying. Oh, here's one. The Sure WH20XLR. You can get it with a three pin XLR male connector, standard male connector, not the mini one. They're on a really good deal right now on, on the Amazon page for $57.50. Yeah. Uh, it's a heck of a deal. Even if it was a hundred, it would still be a I'd say a good value. Um, so that would be a, something to try out. So yeah, the WH twenty XLR, if you can find that. They make it in different variants because you know some of them are for body packs. So they have a TKQG and the QTR, <laughs> but the you want the XLR version if you can find it. So what about if a podcaster came to you, George, and said, "I want something specifically for voiceover. It's got to sound good because mm-hmm. I'm going to podcast." Well, what would you throw their way then? If anything spring to mind? So if they're using um, any kind of conventional XLR recording device, again, like the the X, the are the um, H6 or uh, Scarlet or an interface or whatever. There's the Rode Podcaster. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually what the mic's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right? Is that? Yeah. It is called? indeed. That's the one. Yeah. The Rode Podcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's been released not too long ago. And um, let me make sure I get the name right. Because they have so many similar sounding names. The Podcaster is a USB mic. Oh, the Pod mic. Oh, yeah? Okay. There it is. The Rode Pod mic. So they came out with this Pod mic intending to be at that price point of it's a hundred us and uh it's a compact little dynamic mic it's design harkens to the ra20 and a lot of other dynamic mics for radio it's an end address you know and it's got like a large grill with a big pop filter and everything and uh, by all accounts that i've heard it's really really good um just anecdotally looking at reviews almost every one of them is five stars most people find it works really well. And I, from what I understand, it, it has a decent amount of output too. So you don't need a really, really sensitive mic preamp to use it. So yeah, check out the Rode Pod mic. Cool. Some people, I, I, some people complain that even using it with the Rodecaster, they didn't get enough gain. So it just depends what you're recording. Like if you're recording spoken word and the mics are very close... It would be fine, but maybe if you're doing, again, voiceover with voiceover mic technique, which is usually not as close, it may not be sensitive enough. But it's clearly designed with podcasting in mind, close proximity, up right up close. So what, what sort of output has the pod mic got? Do you know? Well, it's an XLR dynamic mic. Yep. And I don't have any specs about how sensitive it is or how much gain it needs or uh that was a tough one i don't know yeah because road do uh, notoriously their microphones do actually have pretty high output yeah oh so, for sure the ntg5 yeah. i'm talking into blows blows everything it's the most sensitive mic i've ever yeah. used it's unbelievable high output well yeah. it says i mean for those that know what these specs mean uh, it has a sensitivity of 102 decibels at one kilohertz slash one milliwatt that's the spec yeah, without I seeing no that, that against that yeah, without seeing that against some other mics, it's kind of hard to yeah, tell yeah. you whether that's good or bad. Yeah. Um, Where's Robert when you need him? Seriously, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> he's, and he's when you're looking up sensitivity, it's hard sometimes because different companies kind of give that spec 
in different ways. Um, you know, using different kind of terminology and different, uh, it, it can be tough to compare apples to oranges or apples to apples. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want a mic that's pretty sensitive. You want one that doesn't take gobs and gobs of, of gain because chances are if you're using a compact interface like a, a Scarlet and many of its competitors, they don't have, they have maybe a max of 50 dB of gain. Um, some there's some standouts. I think that uh, SSL2 you have um, Andrew has a good bit more game than that, but most of those are top out at 50 to maybe 55 if you're lucky in terms of game. So you you run into issues just with getting enough sensitivity at a lot of dynamic mics. So, but we're assuming that uh, someone's already got their um, the Rodecaster Pro. Um, but if they haven't, and they're just working like we do, where we all sit in our own little space and right. uh, deliver audio, then if you're going to buy something, uh, I'd just get the um, NT1 AI1 kit. Yeah, that's real high quality. I mean, it's it would be as good or better than almost any podcaster's signal chain, and it would be good enough to record really any voice work yeah. you have to do. But we're and not talking under 100 bucks for that, are we, though? No, no we're not. <laughs> going in a different direction there. Yeah, yeah. I was we've, say, we've shot off. Floats away. Right, right, right at 100 US. We're talking US here. Um, the, 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 pod, the pod mic comes in at 99. There you go. Oh, cool. Well, that's, yeah, that's really good. Priced to please. Yep. It clearly. Yeah. It was very anticipated. I remember reading in the forums, we were going, when is the mic coming? When is it coming? When is it coming? It, it was supposed to come out with the Roadcaster, I think, and it took a while for it to ship. So there was a lot of people like, I want to use this mic with my Rodecaster. You know, because yeah. the Rodecaster also has presets. Yep. And one of them is the pod mic. So, you know, it's like, it's, they're, they're really designed to work together. So Yeah, and they've, they've been clever because it looks a bit like an RE20. Yeah, exactly. Like, like an RE20 who's had its hindquarters chopped off. Yeah. A really and stubby RE20. An SM7 on the bottom half, it's like a hybrid thing. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. They took cues from from both of them. Yeah. Um, another mic I was mentioning briefly on the other day it was the SM7, not the SM7B, but the Sure M MV7, which uh, is hearkening to the SM7, but it's an X, it's a USB mic. Um, I'm just mentioning because it's new and a lot of people are talking about it. But yeah, I've heard it, and it sounds quite good. And it's because it's USB, you don't have to worry about gain. It's got all the gain it needs internally. It's all there. Yeah, and it's uh, it's clean. I, I didn't hear any noise in the recordings that I heard. In a, it's another option, but again, different category. But two hundred fifty US. So if you're a solo act and you just want a mic you can plug and go, that one's uh that one's nice for podcasting for sure. Yeah. But that that's but it's USB and XLR. The MV7? Yeah. Oh, it, it is it both? Yeah. Oh, that's even more versatile. I thought it was yeah. USB strictly, but no, that's that sweetens the deal big time. Yeah, yeah. For Very sure. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. So, if he can stretch his budget, <laughs> that would be Yeah. I don't really think nice. he will but, be. <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a hi-fi mic. You don't need something like that for what he's doing. No. You just need clarity. And the headset mics tend to fall where they tend to be less than ideal is they tend to be thin, a bit thin on the low end and a bit hissy, you know, a little noisy. What so, about, it, you know, no big deal. 
What about an SM58 or an SM57? You know, it, it's so funny because the SM7 gets all the glory, but essentially the, the capsule in the SM7 was derived from an SM57. They're, they're essentially the same part inside. It's everything else that's, you know, nuanced and unique for the seven, SM7, but they are really the same guts, the very basic on the basic level. And you can get really good recordings with an, a 57 or a 58. Um, and a 57 and a 58 are pretty much the same mic too. Just the 58 has the big ball, um, you know, screen on it. Yeah. The pop screen. But uh, yeah, you can totally use it. I mean, they used to sell the SM7 57 or 58 as a combo with the little X2U interface, their little USB interface for like 200 US. Yeah. Um, again, not enough sensitivity for some voiceover work, but certainly plenty for for pod you know for broadcast e kind of recording podcast well, could, et yeah well many 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 years ago uh too many to remember really uh one of the radio stations i worked in had uh sm58s as the on-air mic <laughs> can sure. you believe yeah i mean you know if you use the mic correctly and have good technique it'll sound great if you don't have good technique it'll sound like dog shit yeah, um, and <laughs> that's why the SM, the <laughs> right, and that's why the SM7 and the RE20s are so good because they are they're easier to work for voiceover or for broadcast. Yeah, um, especially the RE20. That literally is just smash your face in front of it and talk. Yeah, um, it sounds reasonably okay, <laughs> but there's no substitute for proper mic technique, no matter what mic you're using. Exactly. Uh, that, there's no substitute for that. Well, hopefully we've answered his question. Yes, hopefully. This show was mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging. Edit by Andrew Peters. Using Rode microphones and Source Connect Now. Tech support from George the Tech Whittem. And supported by Harlan Hogan's VoiceOverEssentials.com. The home of the Portabooth Pro. Yeah.